Hello, and thanks for joining us for episode four of Married Well, the podcast. Welcome to Married Well, the podcast. I'm your host, Valerie Creek. As a practicing therapist and marriage counselor, I help modern couples rebalance their relationship. In this show, we explore the real issues faced by couples today and share the best strategies for making marriage work. Are you frustrated with your marriage, disappointed with the reality of your relationship, or are you just struggling to make it all work? You're not alone and you're in the right place. This is your source for real advice for real couples who want to stay married well. So let's be honest, you're drowning, right? Between the kids, your career, and your never ending to-do list, you're barely keeping your head above water. There simply aren't enough hours in the day to get everything done. And your marriage is suffering. Whether you're constantly fighting with your partner about the chores, or you and your spouse are like ships passing in the night, you and your partner are drifting apart and it's exhausting. The good news is that it doesn't have to be this way. You can ditch the stress and the overwhelm and stop fighting about chores for good. You just have to master the business of being married. On today's episode, we're going to talk about the business of being married. I'm going to explain what it means to master the business of being married, how to upgrade your marriage management system, and why you should never mix business with pleasure. So a few weeks ago, my husband and I were hanging out with some of our really good friends at the park for a play date. The weather was beautiful, spring has sprung in Colorado, and our kids were scattered across the park, mostly playing pretty well together. And because our kids were entertained and it was a gorgeous day, my husband and I got a chance to finally catch up with the other couple. And as we were talking, part of the conversation just really stuck with me. I mean, full disclosure, my husband and I don't really get a chance to hang out with other adults unless it involves entertaining our kids. So it was kind of neat to be able to just catch up with our good friends. And after a few minutes of talking about the kids and chatting about the weather, the conversation started to shift to more personal topics, more serious topics. And we found ourselves catching up, checking in and talking about the struggle, the struggle to balance life and work and kids and how hard these last few years have really been for, well, for all of us, like my husband and I, this couple are fairly new transplants to Colorado and without a village to help raise their kids or grandparents to provide support, they have faced their fair share of childcare struggles in the last few years. To be fully transparent, my husband and I have too, so I could really understand where they're coming from. I know how hard these last few years have been for them, for all of us, juggling kids and work and chores day in and day out with no relief in sight. I mean, sure, you might take a vacation every now and then, but eventually, you have to return to the grind, right? And let's be real. It really does feel like a grind. Even if you love your work and you adore your family, it is hard to find balance. It's hard to juggle the to-do list, the chores, the kids and work. So my husband and I were catching up with this couple and we start talking about summer plans, what camps we're going to put the kids in during the summer, how we're going to juggle childcare, you know, the basic issues that so many families have to navigate once school lets out for the summer. And something that one of my friends said during this conversation just really stuck with me. As someone who tends to fly by the 
the seat of her pants when it comes to planning childcare for vacations and for school breaks. I was honestly really impressed with her plans. Her summer camps, her childcare plans, everything was so well put together. You know, it flowed from week to week. She was bouncing back and forth. I mean, I felt like I was watching a master at air traffic control put everything together so that she and her husband could both work without taking off too much time over the summer. And I reflected this to her and I I let her know. I was like, hey, this is awesome. I'm incredibly impressed with you. And I was expecting her to say, yeah, thanks. Or yeah, I'm super excited. This is going to be great. But instead she took a deep breath, looked at me and said, you know what? I'm actually still really, really stressed. Summer hasn't even started yet. This kids are in school most of the day and it doesn't matter what I do. I still feel like I'm drowning. So I have no idea how I'm going to make this summer work. And that dear listener is what really stuck with me. Here I am talking to this incredibly organized, capable, smart, accomplished woman, You know, the type of person that you look at and you ask, gosh, how does she do it all? And she still feels like she's drowning between the kids, work and chores. There simply aren't enough hours in the day to get things done, even for her. And at the end of the day, most of us really do have to make a choice between going to the gym or doing the dishes, finishing up that important project at work or spending time with our kids. And those choices, that level of stress, it's just, quite frankly, it's exhausting. And when you're making those sort of choices, those sort of sacrifices with your time, it doesn't leave a lot of time or energy to invest in your relationship. And this is the reality of most working families. There simply aren't enough hours in the day to get everything done. Most of the couples that I know, and I'll be honest, most of the couples that I work with as a therapist are caught in this constant struggle of managing work, the household, and the kids. And because there's never enough time in the day, they're constantly putting their relationship on the back burner. And again, for many of the couples that I know and that I work with, this leads to one of two things, either constant fighting, bickering, nagging about housework, childcare, and chores, or, and sometimes honestly, this can feel worse, this slow, painful burn of drifting apart as each partner does his or her best to keep their head above water. For these couples, they feel like ships passing in the night, roommates, and they're stressed and overwhelmed and incredibly lonely. And it's this constant struggle to make everything work, to make everything fit that drives couples apart. But here's the good news. It does not have to feel like that. You don't have to spend the rest of your marriage drowning in dirty dishes or piles of laundry. You can escape the cycle. You can master the business of being married and learn how to ditch the stress, the guilt, and the overwhelm and reconnect with your spouse. You just need a better marriage management system and a better way of talking about and thinking about the business of being married with your spouse. So what exactly is the business of being married? Simply put, the business of being married is the whole system, the whole stack, the whole pile of chores and duties and responsibilities and obligations that come along with being married and raising a family. I kind of like to think of the business of being married like it's like adulting on overdrive. It's all of the things that you have to do every day, every week, every month to make things work. And the business of being married can range anywhere from managing your finances to doing the laundry to figuring out how to plan a vacation together. These are all the to-do list type items and things that you just have to get done. And piggybacking off of that, 
that, your marriage management system, it's the system, the habits, the routines you have in place to share the mental, emotional, and physical load of the business of being married. Happy couples understand the business of being married, and they are masters at the systems, routines, and habits that it takes to make it all work. And here's what happy couples get right that unhappy couples get wrong. Happy couples approach the business of being married as a team. They truly work together to find a way to make it all work without resentment, guilt, or frustration. And that's what I want to talk about. So let's just take a step back real quick and let's add another layer to why this is so important. You know, I know most of the listeners to this podcast really want to have a modern marriage, a equal equitable marriage. But the truth is that still does not exist. Let's break down some numbers. So this is a study done fairly recently. They looked at women and men in the United States. I'll be honest. They looked at heterosexual couples. Most of these studies around labor and division of labor at home are heterosexual couples. So let's keep that in mind. But this is a fairly recent study and they were trying to see how fair is a labor at home? How much have we evolved as a culture, right? As couples. And what they found that even today, when most women work outside of the home in the United States, women spend about four hours a day on unpaid work. Okay. So unpaid work, that's cooking, cleaning, taking care of the kids, taking care of older family members, making doctor's appointments, planning family vacation, the unpaid work or the business of being married. And when they looked at men, men on average spend about 2.5 hours every week. So you could already see this huge divide in the amount of unpaid labor that men and women do. And this actually holds true even for men and women who work full time. So women who work at least 35 hours a week spend almost five hours on unpaid household work every week, while men who work the same hours full-time spend less than four on household work every week. So even when men and women work the same number of hours outside of the house, women still do more unpaid labor and work around the home. And here's the interesting part. We know that this divide in the division of labor holds true even for married couples. So even for couples, who in theory are operating as a team, women on average still do the vast majority of unpaid household labor. So in a study out of the UK, when both individuals were working full-time employment, women in the couple were found to be five times more likely than men to spend at least 20 hours a week doing household chores. And again, this is a study on couples. In the UK, women are five times more likely to spend at least 20 hours a week doing household chores than their husbands. The numbers don't lie. In most heterosexual households, women do far more unpaid labor than men. And as you probably already know and can feel, this can lead to a ton of resentment in the home. Wives feeling resentful of their husbands, husbands feeling resentful of their wives because nothing they ever seem to do is good enough. Lots of conflict, lots of division. And at the end of the day, this this overwhelming feeling that most women have that, hey, I'm doing this alone. I'm doing this by myself. And that can cause so much damage in a marriage. But let's go back. 
So what gives? As we've discussed on this podcast before, most couples report craving equality, craving an equal division of labor. That's what they want. They want a modern relationship. So if couples want a modern relationship, what's happening? And here's where it gets interesting. When you look at the numbers, this, the self-reports about what people think that they're doing around the home, how they perceive their labor in the home, we see that the vast majority of men believe that they are doing an equal amount of housework as their wives. So this is kind of confusing, right? You know, when we break down the numbers, we survey couples, um, a majority of women, about 60%, say that they do more household chores than their spouse, while 46% of men say that these responsibilities are shared about equally. And here's something even more interesting. Only 6% of women report that their spouse or their partner does more than them in the home, while 20% of men say that they do more than their spouse, right? So we have this huge divide in how men and women perceive their labor and their work at the home. So looking at the statistics, you have to ask the question, what is happening? Why is there such a divide between how men and how women see their labor in the home? And as a couples therapist, I have a couple ideas about this. In my experience working with just hundreds of couples and discussing the challenge of juggling work and career and chores, I have found that at the end of the day, most couples do not talk about the labor around the house. They do not talk about the business of being married. They don't pay any attention to their marriage management system. And there's a lot of silence around what's going on. So it absolutely makes sense that couples don't really understand what their partner is doing or contributing to the relationship. And when I say most couples don't talk about this, I get a lot of pushback because most couples argue about this. They argue about the chores. They argue about the childcare, but they never really sit down and have a calm conversation about how they're going to manage the roles and the duties in the household. And that's part of this marriage management system that we're talking about. It's actually connecting with your partner, discussing the business of being married, the to-do list, and figuring out how you want to approach this sometimes overwhelming task as a team. Day in and day out, I work with couples in my therapy office who are constantly struggling with chores. And oftentimes they're constantly fighting about things. And the sad thing is a lot of couples get to my office and they aren't fighting anymore about chores. They've actually just given up. And so now they're living like roommates, but the stress, the overwhelm, the resentment is still there. And this is a foundational issue that I have found really helps couples rebuild and reconnect. If you can master the business of being married, you can change your marriage. And here's the good news. Mastering the business of being married, mastering and leveling up your marriage management system. It is not rocket science. I'm going to be honest. It is something that any couple can learn how to do. No matter how hard you struggle to communicate, no matter how busy you are, any couple, any of you guys listening right now can learn how to master the business of being married, but mastering the business of being married and leveling up your marriage management system is going to require energy, effort, and focus. And oftentimes I find that this is even 
hard to talk about with the couples in my office because there's a lot of guilt and shame and resentment around struggling with what, you know, some people call just the basic tasks of adulting. And, and I, I hate that. I hate that there's some shame around this because if you are struggling to do the laundry and wash the dishes and meet your deadlines on Friday and spend time with your kids all at once, you are not alone. And there's nothing to be ashamed of because even though mastering this business of being married isn't hard, it does require learning a new skill set and shifting your mindset because here's the bottom line. No one ever taught us how to build a modern marriage. For most of us, we didn't see our parents juggling full-time work the same way that we juggle it. The pressure of the modern workplace with the pressure of intensive parenting, doing that all without a village or a support system. So it makes complete sense that you are struggling to put it all together, to make it all work. And here's the reality. Since our parents and our grandparents were raising kids and you know managing a family, things have changed. Here's the bottom line. Today, adults, men, women, you know, married couples have more to do. Work has more requirements, right? If you want to be a successful, accomplished professional, there's a lot more pressure at work. The expectations about how much you're going to work have changed. I mean, think about it. These days, most of us really are 24-7 employees with our email and working online and working from home. So folks, have more to do these days. Parenting, the expectations around parenting have also changed, right? Parenting is so much more intensive than it used to be. We have higher, more intensive expectations on ourselves and you know how we're going to take care of our kids. And there's more on our plates. But at the same time, not only is there more on our plates, as we get married, as we have kids, as we start raising a family, we also have to shift our expectations around how we're going to manage all of that. We are shifting our expectations and learning how to work as a team. And those two things together, the intensive load of juggling home, your job, your kids, coupled with this new challenge of having to do everything as a team, having to make decisions together, it's just overwhelming. So if you're struggling to make it all work, you are not alone. At the same time, you're probably also pretty exhausted. So this is not sustainable. You need to find balance in your partnership and let's be honest, probably in your life, but you can't find balance in your marriage until you master this business of being married. So how do you know if your marriage management system needs an upgrade? I work with so many couples who genuinely feel like they have a handle on their tasks and their to-do lists. But when we start to really talk, you know, pretty quickly we discover, okay, yeah, they're doing the dishes and they're getting the laundry done, but they haven't slept a full night in years or they have zero hobbies or they have not gone on a date since their kids were born. So even couples that seem to have it all together tend to struggle with making it all work and making it manageable. And so oftentimes I ask folks to think about their marriage management system. If you are fighting with your partner all the time about chores, I want you to check in and kind of see whether you think your marriage management system needs an upgrade. And so here are some of the signs I want you to look out for. So sign number one, you feel constantly, consistently overwhelmed and overworked. You have too much to do and not enough time. And no matter what your partner does, it never seems to help. Sign number two, you keep forgetting things. You keep missing appointments. You can't remember the 
obligations and the promises that you made. And it never seems like you get anything done. Sign number three, your life doesn't feel like it has any balance. You're succeeding at work, but you feel like you're sacrificing at home or vice versa. There's no balance in your life. Sign number four, you are incredibly disorganized. The house is chaos. Your calendar is a mess, barely keeping your head above water. You never feel like you know what's going to come at you next. I mean, that is an incredible sign of kind of a flashing red light that your marriage management system needs an upgrade. And the last sign that I really want you to think about is how much time and energy you spend thinking about, talking about, arguing about your partner over chores and housework, right? So this is the last sign I want you to pay attention to. It's a pretty good sign that your marriage management system needs an upgrade. If you and your partner only ever seem to talk about chores or childcare or something that has to do with what needs to get done for the kids. If you are stuck in that cycle of constantly arguing about chores, that's a pretty good sign that your marriage management system needs an upgrade. So if you've been listening to all of these signs, I'm going to take a, you know, pretty good guess that at least some of them apply to you. If you're listening and you've listened to this podcast for this long, you're probably noticing, Ooh, I do need some help managing the business of being married. So what do you do? Well, the first step in becoming a master of the business of being married is to start to notice and tune in to your marriage management system. Pay attention to what you're doing now to manage everything and take notes. So for example, as you go through your week, take note of who does the laundry. Do you and your partner talk about it? Is it an assigned chore? Do you have a laundry day, a day of the week? Start to pay attention to the different systems that you already have in place. You know, you can think about this in terms of housework. How do you guys get things done? Chores, childcare, finances. How do you and your partner actually divide the labor and who's in charge of what? And as you're paying attention to the systems you already have in place, I want you to start asking yourself the question. And as you're starting to pay attention to the systems that you have in place, I want you to ask yourself two questions. One, when I look at my systems, what is worth celebrating? What are the parts of the system that work? For example, my husband in my house, he does all the laundry. He does it in his own rhythm, his own pace. It's not the way I would do it. I'm going to be honest, but he does the laundry and he gets it done. And the kids have clean clothes to wear. That is a part of our system that works. So first question you want to ask yourself when you're looking at your current system is what works for you? Because that's the part you want to celebrate and you want to keep. Now, the second question you want to start asking yourself when you're looking at these systems is what parts of your system need a serious upgrade? I want you to start looking at what parts of your marriage management system aren't working for you. These are the parts that never seem to go well. So for example, if you never seem to help your kid get their homework on time and turned into the teacher, that's a part of your system that is not working well. If you struggle to get out, I don't know, Christmas cards, birthday cards to, you know, buy gifts around the holidays, that's a part of your marriage management system that is not working. So that's that second question you want to ask yourself. What part of this system, what part of this business of being married needs a serious upgrade. And when you start to look at those systems and you start to upgrade the way you do things, you automatically reduce your stress because you have less to do. It's less overwhelming. It's less chaotic. And you don't find yourself doing as many things last 
minute. So that's that first piece of mastering the business of being married. Just really get aware of what your systems are and start to think about what you want to keep and what you want to change. So the second part of learning how to master your marriage management system is to start talking to your spouse. And I want to emphasize talking, talking, not arguing, set some time aside, pull out all of those notes that you made about your system and what's working and what's not working and get your partner's opinion. And this is really challenging, right? As much as you might have ideas or thoughts or feelings about what is not working and what you want your partner to do, I want you to take time first to ask their opinion, to invite them into problem solving with you. Because the last thing you want to do is create a system where you, where you're the boss, because that's a lot of responsibility and a lot of work. And your partner is sort of the, the employee, right? And this is something I hear from couples all the time, how frustrating it feels when one partner feels like the manager and the other partner feels like the employee or the person who gets talked down to and gets bossed around. That's an awful feeling on both sides. So again, in the second part, when you're talking to your spouse, you're inviting them in to problem solve as an equal. And something that happy couples, couples who are masters at the business of being married tend to do is they tend to create really firm boundaries between the business of being married and the fun, happy, joyful parts of their relationship, right? So this can look like setting aside time for a marriage meeting, for example, and spending time talking about chores and housework and childcare and reserving those conversations just for your marriage meeting. So that if you do manage to go on a date with your spouse, grab a cup of coffee, have five minutes to hang out, you don't find yourself constantly getting drawn into this conflict over housework and chores. So again, you know, a tip, this kind of third step in mastering this business of being married is learning how to create healthy boundaries between the business side, the tasks, the to-do list, and your relationship. And this is one of the challenges that so many couples have is that they are super unhappy with their business of being married, frustrated, resentful, overwhelmed. And then they start to have those feelings leak into how they see the rest of their relationship. And then all of a sudden they're not unhappy and frustrated with the job care and the chores. They're unhappy and frustrated with their marriage. So this third part of leveling up your marriage management system is to create really firm and really healthy boundaries. So next, when you're seriously considering leveling up your marriage management system, you need to break out the tools. And when I say tools, I mean calendars, to-do lists, automated reminders, all of these different things that help us keep track of this overwhelming number of things that we have to manage. So some couples really like to do things electronically. They have a shared electronic calendar. Some people like to do things offline, right? They keep paper lists. They share and they pass back and forth. It doesn't really matter what tools you pick, whether you pick a, a paper chore chart that you paste to your refrigerator or whether you kind of upgrade and do a fancy app that helps you share lists. It doesn't matter how you do it. What matters is that you find tools that both you and your partner can agree on. And this is something where so many couples go wrong. They pick really amazing tools, but they never use them. And they never use them because they aren't actually practical and they don't actually fit with a couple. Let me give you an example from my marriage. So my husband, he's a computer scientist. I mean, he does not like pen and paper. He likes to do everything on an app, everything on a phone. His calendar is electronic. His life lives online. And I have to be honest, 
in my own work, juggling clients, managing schedules, my life lives online too. But we found that keeping a shared electronic calendar just doesn't work for us. We'd never check it. We'd never look at it. We never see it. So we went old school. We got pen and paper, a calendar we can paste on our wall. And that is what we use to help keep track of each other's schedules. In theory, doing something electronic would work easier, but it doesn't actually work for us. So the most important thing in picking your tools is figuring out what are we going to use? What are we going to stick with? And what's going to work for us as a couple? So the last part, when you're thinking about upgrading this marriage management system is I want you to consider how you communicate. And this is something that is a huge part of mastering the business of being married. It's really stepping back and considering not only how do I think about this, what's my mindset around the business of being married, but it's also stepping back and asking yourself, well, how do I talk to my partner about this? Do we approach this as a problem-solving challenge? When I have a complaint, am I able to make my complaint calmly and in a soft, gentle way? Or do I lead with criticism and frustration? This is this communication piece that can be so challenging for couples, especially if you've been struggling with your, your marriage management system for years. There's probably a lot of anger and resentment. And so this last piece, this very critical piece is paying attention to how you talk to your partner. And if you notice that you are leading with criticism, if you're leading with frustration and anger, that's a really good sign that it's time to change directions and soften things up. So if you want to really really master the business of being married, you have to look at all of those parts and make sure that they're working together. So as we're talking through all of these, these things that need to happen, if you're going to level up or upgrade your marriage management system, it can feel pretty overwhelming. I mean, let's think about it. I'm asking you to one, make time maybe even every week to talk to your partner about all the different tasks and to-do lists that need to get done. I'm asking you to look into tools and make a team decision on how you want to communicate and keep track of your to-do list. I'm asking you to problem solve with your partner and not tell them what to do. All of those things take time. And I hear this from my clients all the time. I am so busy already. How can I possibly find the time to work on my marriage management system when I don't even have time to do the laundry? I'm buried in dishes and deadlines. I can't do anymore. This isn't going to work for me. And I want to say, I hear you. I get it. I get it. Life is already overwhelming. You are doing your absolute best to keep your head above water. And when things get really bad, if you have to add one more thing to your to-do list, you feel like you're going to drown. But here's the challenge. Living life like that, constantly struggling, it's exhausting and it is unsustainable. And not only is it going to drive a wedge between you and your partner, it's also, it's going to kill you at the end of the day. If you don't find a way to lower the stress, to find some calm, you're not going to be able to sustain this pace and something's going to break. And if you're like most of the people I know, sometimes the thing that breaks is actually you. We don't want to have that happen. So if you're having this reaction of, oh, I don't have enough time. I just want to tell you, I get it. And this is something that I really want you to consider finding the time for, because it will change your life. When you master your marriage management system, you're, when you master the business of being married, you will feel 
less overwhelmed, less stressed out. Your life will have more ease. You're going to be more organized. So leaving the house in the morning, it's not going to feel like chaos. You're not going to be spending 10 minutes looking for your kid's shoes, right? You're going to be more organized. And, and this is really personal. And this is something that I find personally valuable. When you master the business of being married and you and your partner are working like a team and you have these like great systems in place, you are going to feel more confident about yourself, your ability to take care of everything. You're going to have less guilt, less mom guilt, because these sacrifices, these choices are not going to be so hard anymore. You're not going to have to feel so guilty about asking your spouse for help, guilty about telling your kids, honey, no, I can't play right now. I have to do the dishes. You're going to have less guilt and you're going to find that you don't have to choose as much between work home and your marriage, because you have a system that makes sure that the business part of being married is taken care of, that you can focus on what really matters in your life. When you level up your marriage management system, you level up your marriage. And here is why one, you have less conflict at home. When you have a healthy system and you have a healthy way of talking about things, you don't have to fight as much. You'll have more balance in your partnership and less resentment and frustration. The fun events like taking your kids to the zoo are going to feel more fun because there'll be less chaos around getting out of the house in the morning, less frustration over who does what, who packs the bag for the kids, who cleans the car. Fun events get to be more fun. And when you start to set boundaries between the business of being married and the pleasure of being married, you'll start to find that you love your marriage more because when you're with your partner, you're not only talking about chores or fighting about housework. You're actually spending time together as a couple again. And when you start making time to talk about the business of being married, maybe through a marriage meeting or regular check-ins, you'll start to recognize more and more what your partner's actually doing, which let's be real. It kind of makes it easier to feel supported and to feel loved when you know your partner's showing up for you. And because you're working as a team, making it all work, juggling childcare and housework and everything that has to get done, because you're working as a team, you'll find that you feel less alone and less lonely. So instead of drifting apart, and living as roommates, this is an opportunity for you and your partner to come back together again. And this is why mastering the business of being married is so important if you want to have a happy relationship. My top tip for couples who struggle with the business of being married is to manage your to-do lists at home like you do at work. Build a system. If you are successful at work, I promise you, you have tons of systems, tons of ways to manage your projects so that you don't feel stressed and that you don't feel overwhelmed. I want you to think of the business at home, the projects at home, the same way you do as the projects at work. So start managing your to-do list at home the same way you manage it at work and start talking to your partner. Make sure that you and your partner are approaching this to-do list as a team and don't assume that you and your spouse are on the same page. Kind of like we talked about earlier, your partner probably has no idea how much you're actually doing. And you might not have any idea about what they're actually doing at home. So make time to talk, approach this as a team and work on this together. If you're ready to level up your marriage management system and master the business of being married, follow me on Instagram for more tips, tricks, and practical advice to rebalance your partnership. And don't forget to stay tuned for my summer workshop series designed to help you level up your relationship. Thanks for listening to Married Well, the podcast. Have a comment or a topic you'd like me to cover? I'd love to hear from you over on Instagram at married.well. 
Show notes and resources can be found at marriedwell.co. Special thanks to Emily Harding for producing this episode. Ready to level up your relationship? Start with my free quiz at marriedwell.co slash quiz and get a tailored to you strategy to overcome your biggest relationship roadblocks. Remember, relationships don't have to be this hard. You can be married well. See you next time. Oh,